Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Romans chapter 12 real quick. Let's teach the Word of God for a few moments. What a day we live in. What an hour we live in. Praise the Lord. I know that we have many uh, faces that may be missing this morning. We kind of have an unwritten rule around here that if, you, uh, 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 if you're testing yourself every day and you have like a, any type of elevated uh, 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 temperature, you know, we ask you not to come to service. I don't know why we do that. I may quit doing that. So I, somebody may get COVID. Well, somebody may get healed of it. Amen. I, was, I, I do a prayer route and I drive kind of down through the west end. I've got a little route, some of the some of the not very traveled roads, and I, I have a turtle ministry. Anybody know what a turtle ministry is? That means when I drive up on one of these big old turtles trying to cross the road, I stop, I put my flashers on, and, I, and if I need to, I get out and help them across the road. Amen? I, don't want, I want everybody to have a good day. Amen? It's Sunday. Amen? You don't want a turtle to have a bad day. Praise God. They're not hurting anybody. And anyway, when I did, I had been praying in the Spirit, and I was actually listening to some teaching on my, uh, on my, uh, on my radio, and, uh, uh, and the Lord asked me this question. He said, how many people in your ministry over the past however many years have you laid hands on, and when you laid hands upon them, you could feel the fever burning in their body? I said, I don't know, more than I could probably count. He said, how many when you prayed and used the name of Jesus, you felt that fever broke and that cooled? I said, about as many as I've laid hands on. Amen. Listen, we can't just throw out the window every doctrine that we have because it's not, quote, politically correct. Let me tell you, we're going to talk about some of this this morning, about what's going on in the world and how wicked this world system is and how this world system is coming online and flexing its muscles. But I'm telling you something, church, in no way is that going to void the power of the Word of God, the name of Jesus, the healing and delivering power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and all God desires to do in the earth. Amen. And before I get started, we've got Brother Guinea, you and Lisa stand up. Wonderful missionaries we support. Give them a hand clap. And I apologize, all of our fathers. It's Father's Day. Amen. All of our fathers give our fathers a big hand clap. Amen. Glory to God. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Galveston. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. One translation says your spiritual worship. That's literally what the Amplified says. Then it says this. It says, be not conformed to this world. Now we could stop right there and really get serious. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now let me read it in the Amplified. I like it in the Amplified. It says, Do not be conformed to this world or to this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed, by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas, its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, even the thing that is good, acceptable, and perfect in His sight for you. That means specifically for you. Amen? Now, there is a strong move right now 
Now, let me, let me be real clear. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being political. I'm not being, uh, trying to get medical. I'm not trying to you know, take one particular situation or circumstance and say, this is it, that's, that's it. But let me just say this. There is a strong move, and it is absolutely demonic, to force you to conform. Amen? Now, how many remember the foundations of what we believe? The three that remaineth. Faith, love, and hope. Faith, love, and hope, the greatest is what? Love. Amen? Now, in this world system, which is demonic in origin and demonic in application, its three, the big three for it, is what? Intimidation, manipulation, and control. For the purpose of what? Conformity. You must conform. You must conform. Now, let me just say something. This is so new to us. Guinea uh, and Lisa can tell you it's not new. You, you travel to these nations that have been communistic. We've been in nations, Nicaragua, we've been in some of the others that had communist governments, some of the strong socialist governments. The church for many years, especially in China, the church in some of these other places in, in North Korea, the church in, uh, churches in Nicaragua and Cuba, they have, they have had to fight with everything in them, the conforming power of Satan. You conform. We don't believe there's a God. We don't believe you have the right to gather. We don't believe you have the right to pray in that name. Uh, we don't believe you have the right to have that book in your hand. I remind some of you, uh, years gone by when we, we had the videos of the little Chinese people getting their Bibles and how they were hugging their Bibles, and weeping and, and praising and thanking God for their Bibles because the conformity of their system says, you can't have a Bible. Well, see, that's being played out now in this nation. There are things that people want from you that belong to you Amen. And one of them is your freedom. Now, let's just, just for a moment talk about the coronavirus. You know, everybody's going to get the coronavirus. Everybody's going to die. You know, and what did, we, what did we say when it started? They're using the, the, the number one fear that is in humanity. Amen. Which is what? The fear of death. The Bible says all of humanity was in bondage to the fear of death until what? Until Jesus Christ walked out of that tomb and overcame death, hell, and the grave. And now we as believers do not live in fear of death. Amen. But they have weaponized this thing to make it such a force of what? Intimidation, manipulation, and control. Someone says, what if they've got COVID? Oh my God. Amen. Now let me just say this. This, this is going to help you. Here's, here's our policy at Island Church. We ask people, if, you know, because of what's going on right now, if you've got a little temperature or something, that's what's been going on with Breland. So we've kind of, Leah's at home. She checks our temperature all the time. Every time she checks mine, it's 97.7. She says, you're a fish. My temperature has always been like that. I've never, I, I, I've got to be sick to score a 98.6. Amen. I've always just had a, I guess I'm cold-blooded. No, maybe it's I'm cool. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Amen. But here is your freedom that's been removed. Well, we need to, we need to, we need to get every, we need to tell everybody. We need to, it takes your privacy away. Amen? Medical privacy is being removed. It's just the first one they're trying to remove. 
We're not going to do that around here. We've had a lot of people call our office and said, you know, we've tested it, or we work at a business where someone is tested, or we have a cousin that is tested, or we have a sister that is tested. And we're not going to get up and say, well, let's line all the names up. Let's put them all up because somebody around you may have got this and tested or has a little fever. Listen, how many times have you had a cold in the summertime? How many times has some little old bug tried to attack you in the summertime? Listen, it's just intimidation, manipulation, and control, and the church does not need to conform to it. You say, why? Because we are the possessors of the healing power of Almighty God. So we have to be not conformed. Now, secondly, oh my goodness, our nation is ablaze right now in political and social turmoil. There's a, has anybody here ever heard of the doomsday clock? It's a very interesting study. I guess it's a think tank, comes out of a think tank. And there, and, they, and there are some events that happen on the earth in which they take time from the clock. It's running at a certain speed. Down to what? To doomsday, the end of man. So uh, there are certain things that, they, that, that causes them to speed the clock up. And then there are other things that cause them to slow down. Or even add, they've even added time to the clock a couple of times. But according to the think tank that runs... The, 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 the doomsday clock, they put out last week a percentage of America falling into a hot war at 80%. Did you get that? That means we're going to be shooting at each other. That's crazy. That's insane. There are things that are people doing right now that are just absolutely crazy and insane. And what it is, it is a conformity to a satanic form of control which the church needs to watch out for, not be conformed to, and live in the translation or into, into, the, into the renewing of our minds on a continual basis with the Word of God so we don't think like they think, we think like God thinks. In the midst of all of this, the darker it gets, the greater the church is going to shine. The greater witness you're going to have. Listen, there's going to be one event that's going to happen sooner or later, and I guarantee it's going to fill the churches up again. People are going to come out of fear. I need to get to God because something is going to... Listen, don't wait for that to happen. Today begin to live in the transformation of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God in your life. And when these events hit, you'll know them for what they were, and you'll just, you'll just be able to step up on them as a platform to preach the gospel to people in your life. As we just did, we just preached four or five services on peace. You'll have peace when everybody else is at turmoil. Amen. So be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's a, you have to work on your mind. Amen. Uh, 2 Corinthians, go there real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse, uh, we'll start in verse 16. For which cause we faint not, or we don't give up, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now let me say this, this will help some of you. The news media, the, the political parties, both of them, uh, just about anybody that's trying to intimidate, manipulate, and control, they understand the power of repetition. Repetition is a strong force. It's a strong power. I mean, we use it in school, in education. In, 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 we use it in, in all types of athletic endeavors. And about, just about anything you ever train yourself to do has to be done through what? Through repetition. Amen. 
Now, literally, this scripture is talking about what? Repetition. The outward man is perishing. You have no choice. That's just, listen, that's life. Your outward man is perishing. But your inward man needs to be renewed. When? Day by day. Every day there needs to be some renewing in your life. You say, why? Because of the constant exposure to the repetition of the world system. Now let me say that again. Because of the constant exposure to the repetition of the world system. There's never been more news programs, special, you know, alert, 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 all this kind of stuff going on, trying to do what? Get your attention. Amen? Now remember this, church, and remember it very well. There are things that have happened and things that are going to happen that their design is to get your attention in order to download something negative into you. Now, I'm going to tell you something, church. The world has changed in 90 days. I mean, we, we were up in Houston a couple of weeks ago for, Brie, for Leah's uh, birthday. And we went up to the Woodlands. Uh, Leah has a shoe store up there she likes. And I walked around. That's the first time I've been up there. It's beautiful. All these, they were all closed. There were like four shops. Her, she had called ahead so she knew that the shoe store were open, but they were all this beautiful property closed up. Closed up. I went to the mall with her. She had to go uh, return something uh, Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, one of those days. And, and just up at Baybrook Mall, uh, uh, business after business after business after business was closed down. Now I'm going to tell you, church, you need to wake up something. Something is transpiring right now. Something is in the works right now that if you allow the exposure of it to continually bombard you through repetition, you're going to miss your opportunity to live in that transformation of God and you're going to start conforming to this world. You're going to pick up a cause. Amen? And as we talked Wednesday night, and, and listen, I don't want to belittle this point, but you know, we want, we want the harvest. That's, that's God's heart. You know, we think about how much God loves us. We think about how much He loves us. He gave His Son Jesus to redeem us, to save us. Uh, we, we, we think about, uh, you know, I rem- I'm reminded of, uh, of there in, in Acts chapter 10 where, where, where God told Peter in that great vision, He said, call not that what I've cleansed common. Did you know out in that world system, as twisted as people may get, as, 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 as reprobate they may get, as they may get in their mind, God still sees them as something that He would have sent His Son Jesus to die for. He loves them. He has compassion for them. And the only entity He has in the church, in the earth to reach them is us, the church. Come on. Come on. So we have to stick with the Word of God, not be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of our mind and every day renew ourselves. Yeah. Now we're doing everything we can do to give you tools. We have our, we have our nightly uh, encouragement. We have, we have uh, two services on Sunday, service on Wednesday night. We do special events. We're going to increase that, do more. We've got a great conference coming up in October. Uh, listen, we have all kinds of things that we're doing to help you renew yourself every day. But it's got to be your choice. You've got to make a decision to do it. And more than ever in your life, it is imperative that you begin a lifestyle of constant renewal of the things of the Spirit every day in your life. You say, why? It's your only hope. It's your only hope. Listen, there's no hope for this world system. 
This whole world system is tumbling into the darkness. There's going to be a, a seven-year tribulation in which it's going to look like on the surface there may be some control. That's all going to be demonic. And at the end of that, Jesus is going to come back to this earth and set this thing right the way it's supposed to be. And we're going to get to rule and reign with him. In the meantime, we're in a fight down here on the earth in order to see God's will implemented not only in our lives personally, but also in that which he wants to do. And that's to reap the harvest of those that he died for. Amen? Now notice, next verse, it says, uh, I like this, for our light affliction. Now you have to study the Apostle Paul a little bit because I'm telling you, Paul went through some stuff. I like what one old preacher said years ago, he was snake bit, snake bit, beaten the head, left for dead, and still declaimed he's more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Amen? I like another old preacher, old country preacher said, Paul could swing out on a dry corn stalk over hell and spit in the devil's eye. Amen? Come on, you got to get the picture of it. Glory to God. For our light affliction, which lasts so long. Oh my God, when are we going to be there? No, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Amen? Now notice this. While we look not at the things which are seen, now, right there, people go, oh, you lost me there. How do you look not at things that are seen? Amen? You do it by choice. You make a decision not to look. Amen? I mean, there's lots of stuff. I just don't look at it. I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff. I just don't look at it. I just don't look at it. I was somewhere the other day, and I saw something in a, in a jeweler's case. I thought it was really good. I thought, not, not, I ain't looking at that. It'll talk to you, amen? Take me home. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> I do that. That's why I stay out of Cabela's a lot. Amen? I've got a black metal Cabela's card. If you know what that means, then please forgive me. So there are things I just don't look at. But in the world system, there are things. Listen, if you embrace, if you allow, you say, well, pastor, we really need to study these things out. We really need to really know the origin. Listen, I'm going to tell you the origin. I'm going to tell you what's going on. It's the enemy. He comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to divide. He wants to confuse. He wants to harm. He wants to hurt. And God has given us mercy, grace, and compassion to rise above that and to bring some people with us. While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. Now, wait a second. Notice the word things is connected to seen and not seen. Did you get that? How can you look at something you can't see? Well, you have to have a different eye. Amen? You have, now listen to me. You have, every human being has a spiritual eye. Here, let, me, let me give it to you in its most simplistic form. One day, you saw you were a sinner. Amen? You saw you were a sinner. But then you saw there was an answer to being a sinner and that, that, that there was a Savior. Now, that didn't come to you because you saw, you know, Jesus hanging on a cross in some church or you saw some movie in which Jesus was depicted. You saw something in the unseen realm. 
You saw a provision of salvation and then you did the simple act of believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead and because of what you saw, you got born again. That sight must be developed. You have to develop an eye. Everybody say an eye. You have to develop an eye for spiritual things. If you do not develop an eye for spiritual things, you will never be able to see what is unseen. And you will always be affected and infected by what you see. Now, I don't say this to, to brag in any way. It's just, it's just the way things happen. Amen? I have been a waterfowl hunter, a duck hunter, for 47 years. This year will be 48 years. I started out here in the bay when our bay used to be full of waterfowl. Had many, many great hunts, cut my teeth out there. I've, I've hunted a lot up in Idaho. I've hunted over in Arkansas. Mainly I hunt now over in, in Winnie. Now, I have an eye for, for migrating waterfowl. I'll sit in the blind. I'll have hunters with me. And I'll sit in the blind. And I'll look up there and, and there'll be a, a bunch of a ducks or geese, whatever they are. And they'll, they'll be flying and they'll look like dots in the sky. And I say, oh, you know, look at that. There's, there's, there's ten mallards flying up there. And somebody look at me and say, how do you know those are mallards? You can barely tell the ducks. Because I've looked at them for so long, I've developed an eye for them. I can tell by their wing beat. I can tell by how long the neck is or how long their butt is. I can tell by how thick their body is. I can tell by how they turn their heads when they're looking at decoys or when they're, listening or when they're responding to calls. I can tell because I have watched them for 47 years of sunrises, watching those birds move off of the marshes, move off of the rice fields, migrating way up in the heavens. I'm able to tell the exact species of that waterfowl because I have developed an eye for them. Amen. Sometimes my hunters are amazed. They're like, how did you know that? I, just not, I didn't know it. I just have an eye for it. There are a lot of things in life we develop an eye for. It. You know, one of the greatest visual sports is baseball. Because you take an individual that has to watch a pitch going 90 miles an hour out of somebody's glove, cross a plate, and how, how much time? Less than a second, maybe a little more than a second? If you don't develop an eye for the pitch, you're never going to play the game. If you don't develop an eye, and when I played baseball, there were guys, I played the outfield, I played shortstop, I played center field. There were guys that could not catch a ball in the center field because it would be hit up in the lights, and they never could develop the eye to locate that ball, run under it, and catch it. Basketball's the same way, football's the same These guys develop what? As much as they have talent for the game, they have an eye for it. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Spiritual things are the exact same way. That's why everything about your interaction with God, you must develop a, in a service. Listen, as you come to Island Church over the years, and as you begin to discern the flow of the Spirit, you should be able to tell when something's fixing to happen before it happens. How many of you have been able to notice that over the years? Where you can tell. You know, uh, Brother Rick here, uh, a couple of months ago, he came to a service. He told me, he said, I was, uh, I was uh, uh, at Kroger, and I just had this thought, I need a word from God. I'm going to go to Island Church. Am I, am I correct? And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have no, no preconceived idea. I didn't know if he's going to be here or not. I don't know his schedule or anything like that. But I was teaching or preaching or doing something. And I looked, and when I saw Rick, I didn't see in the natural. I didn't see Rick. I saw him in the Spirit. I saw him in the Spirit. I had an eye for it and spoke something right into his life. Right into his life. 
See, that's the way spiritual things work. And every one of us need to develop the ability to see into the unseen realm. You say, why? That's where your protection is. That's where your, that's where your healing is. That's where your prosperity is. And the ability of faith to bring it out of the unseen is God's ability to take what you see in the unseen and bring it into the seen realm where you can see it. Part of growing up spiritually. Amen? For we look not at things which are seen, which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Everybody say temporal. Now that's a good word in the Greek. It means subject to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal or forever settled in heaven. Now, what you see in the natural is temporal and subject to change. You say, Pastor, you ought to see my checkbook. It ain't none but red ink. You need to see something in the spirit. You ought to see my doctor's report. I'm telling you, I've got every symptom of every disease that's ever been talked about. You need to see. You need to see in the spirit. No matter what it is, you say, why? Everything you see in the natural is temporal and subject to change. Everybody say, subject to change. Say, subject to change. Say, my situation is subject to change. Now, that takes what? That takes the focus that we're talking about out of Romans chapter 12, where you are not conformed to this world. If you conform to this world, you'll only have natural vision. Amen? But if you renew your mind, and you live in that transition state, in which you're going from faith to faith, glory to glory, it doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen. It will happen. You will begin to see things that other people don't see. You'll begin to embrace the unseen, which is what? Eternal and forever settled in heaven. Amen? Now, one more, one more scripture. Oh, man, my time's almost up. Go to, go, to, go to 2 Timothy. You say, well, how does all this relate to what's going on? You can't, listen, you can't embrace it. You can't get overwhelmed by it. Amen? I mean, you, you, you can't let it. You can't let it get to you to the point that it begins to affect you. If you notice right now the emotion that is welling up in this nation. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, and listen, I'm 64 years old. I, I was around in the 60s. I was, I, some of my first memories, I remember we lived over on a little street in South Houston called Delwyn. And I remember the palatable fear and I was just, I couldn't have been more than four or five years old. It was the first, some of the first memories of my life. But I remember the palatable fear of the, of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Some of you that were alive back then, you remember that, about how they were showing it on TV, they were showing the president, they showed Khrushchev banging on that, banging on that deal, talking about they're going to destroy America. I, I remember that. I remember the, uh, the, all that went on during the 60s with the Vietnam War and, and all the civil rights and everything. I remember all of that, all of that that goes on. It's, it's, it's designed as demonic to put you in fear, in bondage, and so, to so embrace the scene realm as to think that's all there is. That is the essence of the religion of the demonic. Does anybody know the religion of the demonic? It's communism. Always has been. There is no God. There is no God. I love what one minister said. He was there when, the, when they brought the, the, the Berlin Wall down. He was there rejoicing with a bunch of other Christians. And he just cried out. He said, he said their religion is dead. It failed. Amen. And I could give you biblical 
scripture. I don't have time to teach on it now, but it only lasts a gener- it only lasts 70 years and then it crumbles. It's a 70-year play out and it crumbles every time. You see it every time that happens. So, well, this, this, one's here, this one's still there. You watch and see, it'll crumble, it'll fall. It will not stand. You say, why? It's godless. It's godless. Now, this, this, is a, this is a good way to close. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So God's telling us, he gives us grace. Be strong in that grace. Every one of you have a grace upon your life. You have a measure of grace imparted unto you to walk in and to live in. That's God's ability working in your life. Now here's the good thing. When your faith is hot and your faith is active, you're believing God, you're renewing your mind, thank God that grace is going to carry you, lift you up, get you out of all kinds of problems. But when you make a mistake, there's mercy. Anybody ever made a mistake but me? Thank God for mercy. And mercy is talked about more in the Word of God than grace is. And the Bible says His mercies are new every morning. And He says, These, these things that thou hast heard of me, among many, uh, uh, these things thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men and women who shall be able to teach others also. Now listen, your life ought to teach others. Especially as we go through things in this life that have such an extreme. Amen? People are going to try to engage you in conversations. They want your opinion. They want to know what you think about this, what you think about that. Listen, you are equipped by the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost to take every conversation and turn it into a life-giving conversation instead of a rehearsal of death. You're going to have to be careful. You have to watch. Amen? But you are prepared. Everybody say, I am prepared. prepared. Now notice this. (laughs) Thou therefore endure hardness as a soldier of Jesus Christ. Everybody say, endure. 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 You've got to do it. Listen, it's always been an amazing phenomenon to me of people that give up on faith, give up on, give up on God, give up, give up on their answer. I'm, I'm always like, what is it that you're giving up to? Have you found a better God? A greater spirit? A greater Savior? That you give up to that? No, you just give up and the situation takes you over. That's just the way it is. Same thing's true of everything that's going on. You cannot give up. You've got to endure it. Some of you are praying about things, things in your, things in your finances, things in your health, things in your family, and you're thinking, this is hard. Endure it. Endure the hardness of it. You're a soldier of Christ. You bear His name. I said you bear His name. And you're, listen, if you'll just do a little searching in your heart, you'll see there's no quit in you, and there is no victory till you win. That's how, that's how long you fight, till you win. Amen? Now notice this. Therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. Everybody say good soldier. It says, now no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Let me read that. I love this in the Amplified. It says, no soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. You've been enlisted. I said, you've been enlisted. You're in the army of God. Uh, 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 
Brother Guinea may remember this. I, was, I, I talked about this in the first service. I heard this prophecy. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was given to the graduating class of Rama Bible College when it was, when it, when they, the first year they had their building, their, their compound, their campus. I believe that year they, 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 uh, they graduated about 800 students that year. But Brother Hagen got up, and you know, they're all dressed in their caps and gowns and trying to be real formal and everything. Well, the Spirit of God falls on him. He's a prophet of God and, and walks in the prophet's office of the prophet. And he began to stomp his feet. Then he began to prophesy. Hear that sound. Hear that sound. Remember that prophecy? Hear that sound. I hear the army of God. I hear the army of God. Hear that sound. Marching through the nations. Hear that sound. Reaping the harvest. Hear that sound. Setting the oppressed free. Hear that sound. Hear that sound. Hear that sound. It's the army of God. Man, every time I hear that thing, the hair rises on the back of my neck. You say, why is that? That's who we are. We are the army of God. We can't entangle ourselves in the affairs of the civilian life. We have a purpose. We have a destiny. We have things that we are called to do. And we must fulfill our assignment on the earth in order to please the one who enlisted us. Come on. Somebody ought to say amen. There is one who has enlisted us who is worthy of our life. Amen. You think about that. The Bible says you're a peculiar generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen nation. Amen? Now, let me close with this. This might help you. This, this system, it's, always, it's been here since, since creation. I hope you know that. Say, man, this is some, this is some new thing. I, I hear there's people there, you know, they, they worship the devil. They do, hey, come on, church. This system has been here forever, forever, ever since creation of man. It has evolved into what it is today. And it is that, uh, the, the, the Greek word cosmos, it is that world system that's on the earth today. Now, we could begin to name some things that identify what the world system is. We don't, we don't, I don't want to do that. That's, you know, that, 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 that puts a label on people of, well, he believes this conspiracy theory or that. Notice, everything that people try to hide, they label conspiracy theory on it. That's the best way to hide something. Don't you know? Well, that's a conspiracy theory. That, that, that's, that's just people trying to hide something. But now, they're not even trying to hide it. It's open. It's demonic. It's manifesting. It's trying to control masses of people. It's harming the earth greatly right now. As we're going to take our missions offerings in just a few minutes, there are people, Guinea can attest to this, they are starving. We've cut the food chain off. Food is not reaching many of these third world countries. Our missionaries are crying out for money, 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 not to preach great crusades, but to put food in Christians' mouths because they're starving to death. Amen. You say, why? This wicked world system. It's set up on the principle of intimidation, manipulation, and control for the purpose of our implementing steal, kill, and destroy. Period. Well, this guy's going to save us. No, he's not. Well, these guys will say, no, they won't. It'll continue to tumble and evolve into that which Satan has determined it should be. But the good news is there's still a group of people on this planet that withhold that which is evil. They hold it back through their prayer. They hold it back through their authority. They hold it back through their intercession. They step in. They are the breach in the gap. They're the bridge from one to the other. And they're the ones that will bring the relief necessary into the earth 
before the rapture of the church, and then this earth's going to tumble into tribulation. You don't want to be here for that. In the meantime, you are a soldier that bears the name of Jesus. That is your highest calling. You cannot be conformed to this world in any way. And there is a great move of confirmation. Let me just say this. And I, I say it with tears. I say it with weeping. There is a great move of confirmation in the church. Where many churches today are taking up a cause. You take up this cause. You take up that cause. And fight for this cause. Get, get, get Wednesday nights. Get Wednesday night's message. They have hope. They have hope. You say, what do you mean? We don't have hope here. You say, what do you mean we don't have hope? They have human hope that somehow this system's going to get fixed. Ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's hope that is misplaced. Our hope is in Him. And in Him alone. And we can't entangle ourselves in all of the garbage that is going on in this world right now. And in the midst of that, we're going to have to develop that, that eye that sees into the unseen. That when you see some disaster, you see some this, you see some ec- epidemic or pandemic, you see some uh, political turmoil, you see some, some crisis, which could even come to your own neighborhood. You see with another eye. You see into the Spirit. You see what God sees. Because when you see what God sees, you say what God says. When you say what God says, you get what God gives. Did you get that? And when you do that, you'll rise above all of this stuff. And like we said, that's why we took a break in teaching this. You'll have peace. In the midst of all of this, God wants you to have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Amen. Lift your hands and worship God. Father, we worship you. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your great compassion toward us. Thank you for all that you do for your children on the earth today. Thank you, Father, that we get to be a part of what you're doing. Thank you that there is a purpose for our lives. Thank you, Father, that each and every one of us, each and every one of us, you have put in us the ability to see beyond the natural, and to see in the Spirit. We thank you for it. We believe we receive it. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, Amen, amen. amen. Father, thank you so much for your provision. As is our custom, we speak over the entire congregation, blessings and protection. We declare no evil befalls us. No plagues of any kind come nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. So we declare whether we travel on the highways, the airways, the seaways, or the railways, we are the protected of God. Lord, in the righteous labor of our hands, wherever we find employment or business, thank you that we're not subject to evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. We bind accidents, any type of trauma or terror. We declare in the name of Jesus, we abide under the shadow of the Most High. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the door of utterance that we have. Let us be a blessing to people, a problem to the adversary, a miracle in someone's life. Freely we have received, freely we give. Father, we leave today walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. 
We leave walking in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you have called us to be. Thanking you, Lord. Here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.